So welcome to Two Crees in a Pod. We are in season three. This is episode 12. And today we are joined by Shantae Frying Pan. And this episode is about baby mamas reuniting. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, they, they're actually opening the floor up to me to ask some, <laughs> some pretty juicy questions. <laughs> and I think they're a little scared. <laughs> we take that back. <laughs> They're trying to talk real nice. <laughs> we're not. We're gonna get a little bit deeper. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll start with uh, you, Shantae, and you could just introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. Hi, my name is Shantae Frankpan. I am a mother, a teacher, and currently a resource and research developer at IKWC. And I'm baby mama number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. This is going to be so much fun. So much fun. And so thank you, Shantae, for agreeing to, uh, to do this interview with us. Um, Terry and I were talking about uh, the possibility of having you join us for an interview. And, uh, and I'm so thankful that you decided to do it. Um, and so like Terry said, this episode is about baby mothers <laughs> uniting and, uh, and I'm baby mother number two. <laughs> We're going to bring my kid's dad in here, but uh, <laughs> got a little scared. You got a little bit scared. I don't know if he could handle it. <laughs> I don't know. It's R. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you said mine? It's actually R. See, she already wants to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and that brought, brings us to our first question. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording and, and we were saying, did you guys ever want to fight each other? Did you ever want to hit her? Did you ever want to freaking scrap it out? <laughs> we never even had a chance. <laughs> And, and maybe we can start there, Shantae, about like how, how did we get here, you know, to this place where we have this friendship mm-hmm. and we've had this friendship for at least a year, right? Has it been at least a year that you and I have developed a good friendship? Yeah. I think we're going on to maybe about a year and a half. Now. A year and a half? Yeah. 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 And so I think that, um, again, one of the reasons why we thought this conversation would be important is because if you think about... Uh, the statistics that exist around blended families and they're huge Mm -hmm. like the you know the blended (laughs) family is the new family uh, especially in Canada and and in the U.S. and uh, the rates are extremely high and so if we know that blended families are the new norm and the new normal family you know how do we do it in a resed out way you know because we all like if you think about you know, indigenous relationships, if you think about res relationships, you know, we all know each other. We all know each other's baby mothers and each other's baby fathers. And the chances of us, you know, dating each other's baby fathers are pretty high, you know, like, and, and so I think it's important for us to think about how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, like, how did we get to this place? What? You want to date our baby father or what? This one's just laughing here in the real quiet laugh. How do we date each other's baby fathers well? That sounds 
agua. <laughs> How do we blend them well? <laughs> so, uh, what's the question? <laughs> no, I, I, so I think my first question to you, and, uh, and, and, and maybe it's for both of us to answer, but like, how did we get to this place? Like, how do you feel that we have developed this relationship? Like what brought us mm-hmm. to this friendship for you? And tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you better not lie. Okay. Let me see what that happened was. <laughs> if you need to talk shit about her, talk shit about her. <laughs> We're in a safe space right now. Here, let me yeah, light that smudge again. <laughs> kind of a lot that's like a big question too because there's a lot of um I guess self evolution and discovery in relation to who who I am and how that reflects on not only the partnership that I had with our kids dad but like with the children as well and I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> um starting off I'd have to say that being younger and feeling like I understood a lot of what it meant to have a relationship with someone who already had has children, had children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then understanding that not only are you going into a relationship with that man, but you also have the number of relationships with the mm-hmm. children and then the mothers on top of that. And I think for myself, I knew that, like I knew that that was a part of that, um, commitment and in making that, it was that decision to be in a relationship with a man that has children, um, was huge. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't take it lightly, but what I, what I think I didn't fully comprehend was the amount of pieces of me that that would um, that I would need to dedicate to each part mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and so going back to how we got to here, I think we never really got here until you know there was just me and you yeah. in the in the equation, <clears throat> yeah. and so. Um, I think as women, we have very important roles, especially with daughters Uh and especially having to not only, you know, um, discover our own, the ways in which our own traumas um, affect us, Mm -hmm. but we also have to learn how to heal and then in return share that with our children. And so one of the biggest things with me in my life was I have a bonus mom too and mm. she's really amazing and my <clears throat> my mom at one point had a conversation with me and she told me that she chose to not be selfish because she mm. knew that her kids needed to have a relationship with with my bonus mom's kids so which are my brother and sister but it was just that that kind of um original thought process that allowed me to be more open to what I was accepting or or going like 
venturing into being in a relationship with a man that has children. Now, the part that I think was either, I think, really important that was left out was having that original relationship with you Mm -hmm. and also, you know, our two oldest mom as well. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been, started off, would have helped us start off a little sooner. Yeah. A little better. Yeah. And so the people who are listening, uh, just some background. Um, so Shantae introduced herself as baby mo- mother number three. I'm baby, num- baby mother number two. And there's a first, obviously. And so... It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just made that clear. It is not me. Well, she's her relative. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, and, and I think a lot about what you just said, Shantae, and, and when I got into a relationship with our kid's dad Uh, I was young and uh, he already had two children and I took upon I wasn't a mother yet I didn't birth my own children at that point but I knew and I remember him asking me you know back then I was like 23 and I remember he looked at me and he's like are you sure you want to do this you know knowing that I have two children and they were small and I was like yep let's go, you know? And I remember making that commitment, you know? And, and I did, like, I raised his two oldest for a lot of their lives, you know? And I'm thankful to their mother who allowed me to do that. And I'm thankful to their mother who trusted me with, mm-hmm. with, uh, her children. And so I was, uh, the bonus mom, uh, to, to their, to, to his two oldest. And then, um, and then I, of course, have my two, my 16-year-old and my 11-year-old. And so, um, you know, Shantae inherited uh, the responsibility mm-hmm. of four. And then on top of that, you also mm-hmm. inherited the responsibility of his late brother's children. Mm-hmm. And so Shantae and, and our kid's dad would have sometimes nine, eight 12. kids, 12 kids in their home at one time because um, the the father of our kids, his, his brother died uh, Three years ago, four, no, four years ago? It's been more than four, Shantae. Johnny passed away four years ago. I I might be messing that up, but he left behind uh, seven children. Hmm. And so uh, the father of our kids took on responsibility of those children as well. And so I remember the days where I would bring my kids to visit on the weekends at at, uh, your house and uh, you would have 12 kids in that house. And so we make these commitments um, to children. And, uh, and I think that, you know, and I remember very early on, Shantae, and you may not know this, and it's interesting because this popped up on my Facebook uh, memories, oh God, not long ago. And it was this post that I made. And the post said, uh, and this was early on in you and his relationship. And the post said, I pray, I prayed for you. And I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but I prayed for you and I said a prayer and I remember saying the prayer and then I talked about it and I prayed that you would, you know, do their hair when their dad couldn't cause he doesn't know how to do hair <laughs> and um, that you would love them and that you would ask them questions about their school and get to know them and that you would treat them well. And I prayed for you. And I remember saying to my kids when they met you, because they I remember the day they met you. I remember that, Shantae. 
And I remember encouraging our kids' dad saying, go to, go get ice cream, go to the park, you know, go do something fun so that when they meet her, it'll be in a place where they feel safe. Because my kids had never known anyone besides me. And my kids had never met another woman Mm -hmm. until you. And I remember the fear I had. And I remember my wounded ego. And I think that that's something that hopefully other people need to hear. Is that when the father of your children goes into a new relationship. And and I don't know all of your stories. People who are listening, of course. But if that relationship between the father of your child and the new person is, is healthy or you know that that person who's coming into your children's lives may be a benefit, release your wounded ego um, because you never know what you could be holding your children back from. And thank goodness you are the person that my kids got. I'm so thankful for that um, because you've been so instrumental in their lives and not just my two but the two older ones as well and they talk about you know they always talked about how you were really nice and I remember they would come back from visits and of course my nosy ass was like so what was your visit like you know because we do that you know I wanted to know I wanted to know who you were (laughs) and they would always say that you were so kind and I also know that my kids wanted to protect me right But I would always tell them, be nice to her. Be nice to her. We can hear the baby talking in the background. Um, But I just want to say like that I'm so thankful that you're the person that they got. Um, And now we're both not with the father of our kids. (laughs) But yet we're next season. (laughs) (laughs) We'll bring in baby mama number four. No, can we not? Just stop it. <laughs> My daughter keeps saying she wants her dad to have more kids. I'm like, can we just pop the brakes, please? <laughs> and I think that, you know, um, that I also, and I've talked about this in previous episodes where I also come from, you know, as an adult, my parents divorced when I was very young. Um, as a young adult and um, I come from a blended family Mm -hmm. and so you know I've been able to witness you know my parents coming into spaces and supporting us children and having you know my 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 children having you know their kukum and their papa and their muslim and their kukum you know and then just having the this amount of support and love in those spaces and how beautiful that is mm-hmm. and it it is possible and i think that you know at the end of the day you know what you shared about that wounded ego mm. is so important because i think oftentimes you know and we see this within our communities where our people are using their children yes as a source of power as a mm-hmm. source of pain that they want to put on others by keeping their children from their other partner and um and in the end you know that's that's really hurting that child Mm -hmm. and oftentimes I think we need to really think about and always put those children first and ensuring that you know that both parents have that accessibility to be that loving parent in their child's life yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think that's so important um Mm -hmm. 
and because that needs to be said you know we we see it often again in many many different spaces yeah And I think that one of the other things, and Shante, you probably have some thoughts about this as well, is I think that one of the things we realize really quickly is that, I mean, and I've talked about Okanis on this podcast many, many times. And, uh, and I think that one of the beautiful things is that you've allowed me to be part of her life. <clears throat> but recognizing that the relationship that the kids have with their little sister is so important and that's the most important Mm -hmm. and that if you and I didn't have the relationship we did you know her relationship with her older siblings might not be the same right Mm -hmm. and so I think it is really important you know that that we have that we understand that that sibling bond is far more important than anything you and I have ever experienced or that uh, or any of the past shit Mm -hmm. that you and I have had to go through that that sibling relationship is is of the utmost importance, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest impacts that ha- that my in my life that ha- kind of affected me negatively. It was it was just the idea that my parents couldn't share the space for more than a few minutes. You know, it was those exchanges, and they were Ugh. rarely met with eye contact. The energy was just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember we would drive up to the to Duck Lake, my grandparents' house, and I'd already get anxiety before I could even see the driveway yeah. because I knew that I had to share that space with my, my two parents, my adults. And at that time, I didn't understand what that was. And so as we started to build our relationship, that was one of the biggest things that I really wanted to make sure didn't happen for Okani not just with you and I but me and her father because his father too and so I'm so grateful that she doesn't have to feel that or that Mm -hmm. the older ones don't have to feel that between you and I and Mm -hmm. that it's no like we're normalizing the space that we share that the energy within that space is not toxic or it's not you know unbearable yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 for people who obviously don't see us in our, our daily lives, like we'll all be together. And like, and I remember, <clears throat> so there's a whole story about the father of our children that we're not going to share because that's not our story to share. But uh, when he came he back, calling them back. <laughs> hey, get up here. I have some questions for you. <laughs> Bring in a chair. Just oh. really, really, all three of us get oh, each question. Just... One question. <laughs> One shot to the face each. Three hot. Yeah. <laughs> just get her up. <laughs> but when he came back into it, so again, you know, Shante and I developed our relationship while the father of our children was was away, <laughs> and uh, when he came back into all of our children's lives. Um, I think he's the one who had anxiety. Like, this was normal for us. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't get to see our relationship develop the way that it did. And so when he would come, like, I remember, was it his birthday? I think it was his birthday. Was we had a birthday. little get-together for him. And he literally was like, so you guys are really just bros? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys hang out like this all the time or what? Like, I'm like, yeah, we fucking hang out. Like, she comes over, we visit, you know, like... And and I think that that created anxiety. I think he's more used to it now. 
but that took time, you know, for him to get used to that. I think that, but again, you also think about um, how that's his stuff, mm-hmm. right? And that you and I have been able to, um, you know, process and emotionally process and develop an understanding of one another that, like you said, we didn't get to do that before, right? We didn't have that opportunity to understand each other before. And then once we did develop that understanding of one another, this just became like, again, like we're, we're bros, we hang out. And, and I think for him, it was incredibly awkward initially. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like I said, I remember that first question where he's like, you guys are really just bros? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Huh? I was sitting on her couch. <laughs> Comfortable. Kind of. And like, we, just the other night, me and her go and visit alone. Like, me and her walk away. We're like, hey, see you. You know, we're going to go visit. And, and we have those visits, right? And it's nice that we can talk to each other about like everyday stuff, like work yeah. and parenting and life, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... Um, and again, I, I really appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that we're able to do that. Um, and I think that that's, I, and like you said, normalizing this for our kids. Like our kids are going to grow up, like, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, Terry, like for your parents to, your kids don't have to worry about that. They don't have mm-hmm. to worry about adult shit where they could literally just be the kids. Mm-hmm. I think not only normalizing it for the kids, but our parents as well. I'm more so like I'm speaking of my own, but you know, I I have parents who are no longer together who have had relationships with other people and they are now seeing what we're doing in our lives and learning and taking that for themselves huh. and applying that in their lives, which is Important. like amazing because you see them healing through <clears throat> us as well. That's right. And I think um, if we just like rewind and go back to our kids... So not like not only are they um, being shown something that's different, but now they'll have even healthier grandparents that yeah. are seeing things differently yeah. through different lenses. Yeah. yeah. I never saw it. It got away on me, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come. It'll yeah. come. Yeah. I, and, and I think that, you know, for folks who are who are listening and who, you know, may be experiencing a blended family, um, I think that it's funny because we were at dinner earlier and I was talking to the girls and we went out for supper and I said to my girls, I said, yeah, Shante's going to come over later. So we're going to do a podcast interview about blended families. Lyric looks at me and she's like, blended families? We're all native. <laughs> I'm like, no, my girl. That's not... But again, like we don't even use that language, right? Because this is just who we are. This is our family, family. right? Yeah. And and so when I said that, she's like, blended families, we're all Indian. <laughs> and I was like, I know, I know. Um, and, I, and again, I, I think that that's um, because it's so normal. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember my kids asking, you know, when, when we first started, um, not asking, sorry, stating, when you and I first started like hanging out and like you'd bring over uh, their baby sister and, and, uh, um, I remember my kids, my older daughter specifically saying, this is cool, mom. Like, this is cool of you guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know it is. And, and I think that again, it helps our children understand the roles of mothers and the roles of, uh, of women or folks who identify as women mm-hmm. who carry such an important role in our <clears throat> communities. And like you said, you know, one of the things that we see often in our communities is that children um, can be utilized as 
uh, a tool to oppress one another mm-hmm. as um, as a tool to create pain, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I think that we have a responsibility to those children. Um, and I understand. I also want to make a disclaimer that if, you know, the relationship between your children and their father isn't well, and if there are some other challenges there, we understand that, of course, as social workers, we get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really important, again, for us to check ourselves. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we've done a lot of that, of checking ourselves. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about how, just in relation to being women, and how we see a lot of um, our cookums and all their mm-hmm. grandchildren, right? Mm-hmm. And I think... A part about originally being a matriarchal society is that we we are our mother's children, right? We are produced in the womb when our mother is born. Our, we are those eggs, and then we are we are um, our mother is born and we're born. But at that same time, we look at the relationship between the mother and the child, and how not only with current events and, and struggles that we go through as Indigenous people, but also historical events and how that runs through our bloods and our memories. And I'm just reflecting on my on my cookum, who's done a lot for me in my life to get to where I am, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of teaching me through action. And I think that the sacrifices that we've made and the actions that we took in order for our children to be able to see things differently through a new light, that they'll be able to also perpetuate that through the future generations, Mm -hmm. which is a small sort of solution to an even bigger problem, is women just working together, loving one another. And again, like this is very new, so we're gonna definitely go through our trial and errors in our relationship, and so getting uncomfortable with each other that you know being comfortable and not always seeing eye to eye and not always um (laughs) laughing (laughs) but she wanted to fight me so (laughs) So, uh, let's see who's stronger (laughs) let's indian leg wrestle shante well just looking around shante is tiny i'm built like a moose (laughs) this one here is a fawn She's a baby moose. <laughs> but yeah. Bull. <laughs> oh my God. And you know what? I think about like even like the other night. Like Okanis was here and she wanted to sleep with me. And uh and it's, it's cool that, like, we can provide each other those mom breaks, too. Like, you know, because all moms and parents, caregivers in general, uh, require those little moments of where they can just sit and not have to clean every five seconds. Where they can watch TV, they can eat whatever they want, don't have to share, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And she was here a couple nights ago, and she said, I want to sleep with you. I said, okay, come sleep with me. So she was sleeping next to me. And she asked for a snuggie, like one of those little things that she could snuggle. I said, I'll be your snuggle. And she said, okay. She came and wrapped up into my arms. 
and I was patting her back you know and it's been so long since I've had a little one so it's it's nice to have her and and she literally will tell me every night if she sleeps with me and she tells me all the time but when she sleeps with me she'll say I love you Amber and just knowing that that's so real and raw you know that's mm-hmm. so genuine and authentic that this <clears throat> little tiny little human she just looks at me and says I love you Amber and again there's no there's there's no animosity there's no fear of saying that where she could just freely say that she loves that she loves me you know Mm -hmm. and I can say it back to her and it's that's normal you know and and so it's nice to know that again the 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 path that our children are taking or the way that we are role modeling this for our children is is um is built on love Mm -hmm. like just genuine love Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that's our first law, right? Is love. Yeah. So, and I just love her so much. I love when she's here. She just lights up our space. She bosses us around, but uh... <laughs> I love that. I think that you know, again, like I, like hearing you both speak, um, and speaking to you know this relationship building and you know some of the sacrifices and. Um, that you've both made to uh, do this for all the children involved in your lives is is beautiful and we need more you know I think about we need to see this more and we need to um, encourage and I think this also goes back to that other piece too like if we even go back before this even in terms of relationships oftentimes you know um, when you're in unhealthy relationships or in relationships that may not necessarily help you grow or thrive. Um, you know, within our communities too, mm-hmm. we're we're taught to stay with the one person for the rest of our <laughs> for the rest of our lives, right? Yeah. And 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 sometimes that just it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of fear and a lot of shame that mm-hmm. is put on people to remain together. Yeah. And um and, and this is an example that, you know, that there is there is hope after mm-hmm. these separations and these breakups. Mm-hmm. There is but things can look better. You know, I think about and, and we're not gonna talk about you each of your relationships with with uh, <laughs> your kids' dad. Let's get there. <laughs> that's a, that's the next episode. It's a bonus <laughs> When we think about that, it's just, it's, okay, I lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking You're talking about breakups and how there's hope. Yes. Yeah. And so there's hope in, in the sense that, you know, if you had stayed. Yep. How would things be different? And what would your kids have experienced? Yes. And what have they would have watched growing up and normalized in their own life. Yes. Right? And then who is the mom that they would have experienced in that situation compared to the mom that they experienced now? Yes. Right? And you've talked about that. Yes. You've talked about when you... And, and you know, you, feeling like you were a better mom after the separation. And again, I think that that speaks to, you know, that there, you know, oftentimes there are fears by by folks who are in relationships that you know fear of of their children you know and and what may come of that and Mm -hmm. and this is a great example of ensuring that there is still safe loving spaces within blended families totally yeah totally 
And I remember Damaris mm-hmm. saying to me, when me and their dad split, you are a happier mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she said that, and I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a happier mom. You know, and what a gift. Mm-hmm. What a gift, you know, to, to be able to give my children that, mm-hmm. that I was a happier mother. And that doesn't mean that... Um, you know, the father of my children, our children, sorry, Shanti, I'm trying to claim them again. <laughs> Just mine. <laughs> I had him first. Second. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you did not have him first. Never mind. Oh, oh, really trying to claim. That's right, she had him first. Um, but I think about, like, how, um, you know, after, again, after the separation, and really thinking about, um, again, going back to that space where, and this is the real shit, man. Like where you know you don't want to be in the relationship. I knew I didn't want to be in the relationship. But I also was so freaking scared to not be in the relationship. Because it was 14 years. You know? Two kids. I counted the amount of birthdays we celebrated together. I counted the amount of houses we lived in together. Like you have this overwhelming fear And then that fear keeps you paralyzed and that fear will keep us in relationships that may not be good for either of us. Mm -hmm. So just because, you know, I didn't want, I knew he didn't want to be with me either, you know, but again, we just got to this place where it was like, we're in this for the kids. Then to hear my child say, you're a happier mom tells me that we weren't in it for the kids. We were being quite selfish actually. And so I think that, uh, that fear, that paralyzing fear that we can feel, you know, and then again, I speak about wounded ego because it's like, well, I don't want to be with you, but how dare you move on and be happy with someone else? Like who, who do you think you are, you know, and recognizing that there was happiness that the two of you shared. Right. Uh, or at least I think there was, (laughs) I'm just, you're looking at me like, Hey, don't speak out of turn. Yeah. How are you trying to say? But there was some perceived happiness. I feel like there was. You were acting happy. <laughs> you were a good actress, boy. We believed you. <laughs> but again, that's where I had to release that ego piece, where it was like I I had to let that go. And I think that the last thing I'll say about that, about relationships and and moving into you know, this new way of understanding life after a separation is that if you have become so accustomed and so, and if your role, because I remember learning this, this is social work language and I'm okay with saying it, when we're in relationships and when one person is typically under-functioning or not, doesn't always do well, the over-functioner will kick in. And I spent so much of my relationship with our kid's dad being an over-functioner and a rescuer Mm-hmm. And the fear that I had was, if I leave, who's going to take care of him? If I leave, who's going to do all the things I did? If I so leave, you prayed for her. I, <laughs> I did, and she stepped into that role. Oh, she just took it on. How many kids? Yeah, I got it. Four of them. Oh, I got it. No problem. Bring it on. But, but yeah. it's true, right? Yeah. And, and so, you, you again, that's one of the other reasons why we, we stay in sometimes our relationships yeah. is because we worry about our partner and we worry about who's going to take, who's going to take care of them, you know? 
and who's going to take care of all these kids? And then when they do find a new partner, again, that's that's where you pray. <laughs> you know, you pray for that. So, <clears throat> so as we wrap up, I'm going to leave you, Shantae, with um, any closing words, comments that you have for our listeners. Um, just as we were speaking and laughing, I was thinking about... Uh, being the new person you know in this trio or what is now a trio (laughs) (laughs) um one of the biggest questions was going into a relationship with someone who has kids was okay what is my role Mm -hmm. how do i find my role within this system that's already going on without overstepping or stepping on Mm. toes and we talk about fear and ego and a lot of that was in that processing as well and I think one of the biggest um, moments in my life that I'm really thankful for for you was when you reached out to me in a time that I really needed it. Mm. And I was able to just share with you some of the things that I thought and to apologize for if there was any hurt that I may have caused, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that being able to do that and begin this relationship really allowed me to see how I relate myself to other women as well Hmm. because during that process of finding out where I fit within this it was very hard Mm -hmm. you know the kids were already grown and they weren't babies Mm -hmm. It it was a different level of relationship building and that's really what a lot of this was right is relationship building and putting aside ego getting uncomfortable with each other and yeah just doing it with love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you for for joining us. Um, we're going to end it off with a Legra, <laughs> Indian <laughs> leg wrestle. This one just... <laughs> This one's just been wanting us to fight. Oh, just scrappy this one. Since the moment she got here. So thank you for joining us on Two Crees in a Pod. Hi, hi. Two Crees in a Pod. Two Crees in a Pod. Natani means. Yeah. They pushed us to this point Frustrations of a common man Manifested destiny Preach and pledge the promised land I'm stuck between taking my journey Live with no honor Like what's the use of my kids Can't taste clean water A child born into a world Revolution's not a choice Fighting to be heard So we make them hear our voice Remember ancestors Anguish lightning in our veins Hear it in a language When they are kitchen for the rain I am product of people That persevere persecution Paint me so creator sees me If I go out shooting Experience our pain When our women disappear daily Anxious to be angry, pacifists might hate me Trolls on the internet constantly trying to bait me We move in silence, cover of the night Learning from the wolves in the forest Tracking enemies in the woods Reincarnations of warriors riding for salvation Or are we false prophets when we submit to temptation? Colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said
Two Crees in a Pod.